Is it me? Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. Smash. Susie. Wait, what, was, what was the game? No, I don't want to play any more games. I have done a lot of things in my past. I'm the monster. Hi, sisters. I did it. Hello and welcome to your favorite time of the week. <laughs> This is What's On Your Feed, the show where we have some fat yarns about yes. everything on the internet. My name is Henny Soy and I'm on Wajuk Noongar Land. And I'm Rose Confetti over on Gadigal Land. Rose, coming up on today's show, we are going to have a chat about influencers experiencing empty meet and greets. Oh, so sad, so lonely. <laughs> so awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to tell me about the return of the Avril Lavigne body double killed off culty conspiracy <laughs> thing. Iconic. And I'm going to be whining what's new about influencers, <laughs> <laughs> listing off some pet peeves about them. And then we're chatting about million dollar ducks. Yes. Ooh. Let's just jump straight into it, shall we? Absolutely. So, Rose, you and I are from the generation where we grew up watching YouTube videos. We were watching um, beauty influencers. We were watching lifestyle creators, story time people, vloggers, exactly. A lot of American and British YouTubers. And once a year, there would be this massive event called Uh VidCon. I am so excited to meet you guys. It is unreal. VidCon is like my favorite event of the year, Um, just because there's so many of you that come to it and all of my friends come. Like other conventions are really great, uh, but everyone comes to VidCon. So I'm so excited to see all my favorites, all my favorite YouTubers, um, and you guys. I dreamt of going. And wasn't it started by Hank and John Green? Yeah, I think it was. Anyway, I'm surprised VidCon's still going. When I saw the videos pop up on TikTok, I was like, whoa, is it 2014? (laughs) I was surprised as well because, yeah, it was massive, but only for the period of time where YouTube had our age group in a chokehold. So we're thinking like 2014, 2018, give or take a few years either side. And there would be YouTubers there who would have meet and greets that would go for literal hours. I remember some crazy videos of like people being chased, all that sort of stuff. It was huge. Everyone wanted to be there. Like you said, I was also surprised to see it coming up on my TikTok feed and I did a little bit of a look into it and it's actually now presented by TikTok. Oh, I see, I see, I see. It shouldn't really be called VidCon. I want it to have a new name. TikCon. Maybe not that one. (laughs) (laughs) So the two kinds of videos I saw about VidCon, one of them was about this like massive sort of, I guess, you know, those machines, those claw machines where you put (gasps) some coins and you try and pick up stuff. Yes, I watched these. But the other type of video I was seeing, unfortunately, was about TikTok creators holding meet and greets with no one turning up. Oh, it's so embarrassing. It's really sad. So the two TikTokers I saw, one was called Grace Africa, and she even brought, like, gifts to bring to people. I think one person showed up. And then the other one was Miss Darcy. This is the outfit from the meet and greet. So I will see you soon. I gotta go. No one came to my meet and greet. So I went back to my hotel and ate Tostitos. Why didn't the bookers tell her? 
Well, I don't know. I think it might have been maybe a little bit unofficial or that it looked like from Grace Africa's video that it was sort of a designated area, but sort of anyone could be in it. So I think she might have just sent out a message on her social saying, hey, if you want to meet me, I'll be here. Like semi-arranged, but maybe not as organized as Mm. a Charlie D'Amelio meet and greet or something like that. But these creators still have over like 500,000 followers to a million followers. And there were some old YouTubers who wanted to weigh in on the debate as to why um, things have changed, why people are not turning up for meet and greets to people Mm. who do have a bunch of followers. The resounding argument is that followers these days do not equal fans, especially with the nature of TikTok. They might follow you and you're doing a certain video series or you're doing a story time that's over multiple parts, so they want to follow you on that. But after that, they're just going to keep skipping your videos, but they're not going to actively unfollow you. And they're also not going to go over to your other social platforms like Instagram and your YouTube and your Twitter and follow Mm -hmm. you because they just don't care. It's more of a casual thing. And even if you think about the way YouTube is set up compared to TikTok, on TikTok, you spent all of your time on your For You page. So you're always Mm. seeing new people. But YouTube, they try to give us recommendations now, but like back in the day, you did pretty much go to your subscribed page and you just looked at the people that you were already watching. And when like Tyler Oakley used to put out a video, it was like watching Mm. a TV show. It wasn't one minute videos. You didn't get four day instead you were getting one a week and it was a huge big deal another interesting opinion came from gabby hannah who we spoke about a long time ago maybe in uh, maybe even up in our first episode rose or second episode and she's known for being a bit of an internet pest (laughs) she originally started out on vine and then moved over to youtube she did story time videos which would get millions of views very popular and since the sort of decline of YouTube, she's gone a bit crazy. However, she likes to speak a bit of logic occasionally. Yeah. She thinks that now to be an influencer, you, it's more about being the same as everyone else. It's not about mm-hmm. being original. Whereas if you were a YouTuber, you were really trying to find a niche. You were trying to make yourself very individual. And I believe that I can look back at a lot of the people I used to subscribe to and say, yes, they might have been friends and within a similar community, but they had really unique offerings. The landscape has changed. There's very few creators that could pull an audience like that. That being said, when Rose and I do our meet and greet, (laughs) y'all better show up. (laughs) Penny, one of the longest Standing conspiracy theories of our generation <laughs> has to be the Avril Lavigne body swap conspiracy. Do you remember finding out about this when you were younger? I do, and I'm still really confused by it. And I think something's <laughs> going on. I just don't believe that Avril is the same Avril we had back in the skater boy days. Yeah, well, it's really interesting. So I was scrolling through TikTok the other day and I started seeing Avril Lavigne content and I was like, what is this? Like Avril Lavigne, I know people have made comparisons between Olivia Rodrigo and Avril Lavigne. So she's been in the zeitgeist a little bit, but I didn't realize that we had gone back to full Avril Lavigne. And the main reason why people are talking about Avril Lavigne again is because it's actually been 20 years since her first album came out. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is wild. And it started getting people talking again as she makes videos and as she appears online again. It's reminding people of this iconic conspiracy theory. So if you don't remember the conspiracy theory, basically in 2011, around then, a Brazilian blog <laughs> posted a story about how in 2003, when Avril Lavigne was becoming really famous, she really hated doing the press. So they got a body double called Melissa to take her place at press events and in the public. People then said that Avril couldn't handle the fame. She couldn't mm. handle the attention and she ended up taking her own life and Melissa becomes Avril because of the fame. And people quote things like, the way that she talks is different. She looks a bit different. Her clothes are different. Um, there's a photo shoot where she has Melissa written across her hands. We yeah. don't know why. <laughs> and I just find it really interesting because this all happened in 2003 to 2004 and then we didn't get the conspiracy theory until 2011. Now, mm. if you go back and picture 2003, 2004, the level of fame she was reaching and the intense amount of pressure that would have been on her to a certain way and to look a certain way like of course she changed like I, I love the conspiracy theory so much that it's not her anymore not that she died I don't <laughs> want to her to have died I love that there's a body double I love that bit but like guys people change I've even seen videos recently of people saying, like, stitching Avril Lavigne's TikTok saying this is not the same person, they're still at it. And if you're going to bring up that point about having a different voice, are we going to talk about Austin Butler changing his voice from whatever he had back in the day when he was doing all of our, like, trashy teen shows to being Elvis? What about Paris Hilton? Yes, People talk about how between 2003 and 2004 her fashion changed. Like, of course it did. (laughs) She's literally dressed by stylists. Yes. She's a pop star. I do. Look, I love a good conspiracy that's not harming anyone. Yeah. I'm not convinced that nothing's going on. Yeah. I feel like there's something (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe she's a vampire. Oh, Maybe she's one of top. the immortals. Oh, full circle, full circle. So anyway, keep an eye on Avril Lavigne's TikTok. We may be getting a reveal of Melissa sometime soon. Now, in a much more expected topic in 2022, Hedy, you want to talk about your influencer pet peeves, and I am so ready to contribute to this. So oh. please tell me what is happening. Well, I love a little wine and a moan and sometimes influencers really give me a lot of content to work with in terms of what I want to have a little bitch about. Um, Usually it's the entitlement. It's, you know, me being annoyed that they've gone to restaurants and refused to pay and tried to pay with doing posts on social media. Mm -hmm. Anyway, what's got me now is this, she's actually a model. Her name is Iris Law and She has, she's gorgeous, by the way. She's really cute. And she made a video that is going a little bit viral where she starts off the video saying, I have zero minutes. My cab is literally outside, but I just realized I haven't eaten and I feel really tired. So I'm going to show you guys a really yummy snack. What does she proceed to do? She makes the most elaborate, (laughs) desserty, fruity thing. I don't even know what to call it. It's got fruit. It's got chia seeds. It's got fucking ice cubes in it. It's got coconut water in it. Just all Mm -hmm. this sort of stuff. 
but she starts off the video by saying that there is a cab outside. So I'm, my heart is palpitating as I'm watching this. I'm like, oh my God, there's a cab outside. Girl, what are you doing? You're going to get overcharged for this. Like, <laughs> have respect for people's time. Get in that cab. Like, ask him to swing through McDonald's on the way to where you're going. Okay, so people in the comments are saying, why am I stressed thinking about the Uber waiting outside? (laughs) Another person said, you did all of this with the cab driver waiting outside? Question mark, question mark, question mark. People are just shocked at this. So I saw that video last night and I've come back to it today and she's clarified that when she said the cab was literally outside, <laughs> it was actually just theoretically outside. Oh. <laughs> commenters are like, that's literally the opposite of what you were saying. <laughs> you said it was literally there. Girl, you had me pissed off. And to be honest, I'm still a bit pissed off. Because this is okay. So multiple pet peeves within this is yeah. the fact that well, initially I thought she had the audacity to make someone wait. Yes, which you know I think a lot of influencers, famous people do. Mm-hmm. Second of all is the and I get some people experience this. I forgot for, forgotten to eat today. Uh, all that kind of Ugh. stuff around eating and avoiding food. That gets me. Yeah. And since this comment of clearing things up to say it was theoretically <laughs> outside, another big pet peeve for me is poor communication. Yes. Why is it so often that influencers <laughs> need to clear up what they've said? Do you not overthink things like me every time I put something out? <laughs> oh, I also just have to say the food that she was making is one of my influencer pet peeves. She was literally, and I mean it, literally just making fruit salad and pretending (laughs) that it was something fancy. I am so sick of influencers. First of all, yes, I agree with you, saying they're like, I forgot to eat today, just say you need a snack. Mm. Don't justify it to me. Say you need a snack. And then second of all, don't pretend fruit salad's new. Unless you (laughs) literally, unless you have a food that you've genuinely like, maybe it's a family recipe, unless it's Mm. something interesting. And I do not think that tasted good. It had too many textures. She had like yogurt, coconut water, cinnamon. Yes, ice cubes. What's she doing? Chewing on the ice cubes? I just, I was literally, I was standing on the train watching this video and I was, (laughs) because you sent it to me to watch and I was getting angrier and angrier because the food looks so terrible. I'm really sorry I got so angry about this woman's food. It's probably very unreasonable, but I just. Rose, I'm with you on it. I just thought this is the, this encapsulates so many things that are wrong with influencers. And, you know, this is my first time coming across her and I could have the completely wrong idea about Maybe she's great. Yeah, and, you know, seems like a sweet girl, but I really, really, really got mad at this. The other thing that really bothers me with influencers is just it's the self-deprecating or the it's that relatability and the self-deprecating nature when you know that, like, they look hot or they're put mm. together. Oh, excuse my appearance, guys. I <sighs> just woke up. You look amazing. <laughs> did just wake up I don't care stop putting filler stuff in your video get to the point yeah Rose look I'm not gonna lie as I said I love whining and moaning and complaining so I have a bunch of influencer pet peeves that I'm gonna be bringing back at some point to the pod yes and if you've got some influencer pet peeves dm us Mm. because I want to know what makes everyone else irrationally angry yes (laughs) 
Because <laughs> oh, let's be real, it's probably irrational. None of this actually hurts anyone, but yeah. I want to know. You can have a whinge, safe space. On a completely different note, in a very wholesome side of TikTok, one of my favorite corners of TikTok, Henny, have you ever heard of the Million Dollar Duck competition? No. <laughs> Good. Good. I am glad. <laughs> Last year when I first got TikTok, for some reason, I became extremely invested in this niche American art competition, and it's called the Federal Duck Stamp Competition. There's this one creator called Kira Fennell, and they entered the competition last year, and it's actually time to bring the competition back. For those of you who didn't see last year, I documented my process in entering the Federal Duck Stamp Competition, which many people do not know about, despite it being the biggest wildlife fundraiser in existence. It raises is $40 million each year for conservation and each year they hold a competition and that is where I come in. I'm honestly like so invested. It's so funny the way that how specific the competition is. So I went on the website to have a bit of a look at it. Are you thinking of entering? <laughs> you have to be American and you have to be over 18. Now this is directly from the website. Eligible species. Did you know you have to draw the right kind of ducks. So it says at least one of the five eligible waterfowl species <laughs> must be the dominant feature of your entry, either in the foreground or clearly the focus of attention. How eligible species. I don't know. It says eligible species for 2022 are, and then they list five ducks. And I then like it says, the name of one of them, Tundra <laughs> Whistling Swan. <laughs> it's so good. And people are really invested in Kira's entry into the competition. Last year, their videos got enough traction that now they're able to sell their art and prints, oh. prints of their art to make a living, which is fantastic. Ooh. And they've been on a whole bunch of TV. So actually the video that came out today, I think they're going to be on Fox 9 News or something in America talking about the competition and drawing pictures of ducks on on TV. This is a weird corner of TikTok. It is just them from what I can find. <laughs> Henny, why do you think people are so invested, even regular commercial TV, in this one person's pursuit mm. of drawing ducks? I think if we link it back to why people aren't showing up for the generic TikTokers meet and greet, mm. people are obviously resonating with something that is super unique that they've never heard of before. Yeah. And because there's no competing interest, you've only got one choice but to root for one person in this. Mm-hmm. It's just so random. It's so random. And it's really cute because you don't even win money. If you win the competition, it is just oh. for charity. The way that it works is oh, the fine. stamp charity, profits. I <laughs> fine. <laughs> they do end up probably making money because basically, when you win the competition, you're going to sell more prints and you're going to be, you're publicized, right? Like it's going to, you're going to go in the list of people that have won the competition. If you want to follow along with the competition, Kira's like TikTok vlogging every single day, the stages of the process because drawing the duck takes time. It has to be hand-drawn and then posted to a panel of judges who assess it then and there. You can watch the results over two days when it does end up happening later in July. You can also, in one of their videos recently, they talked about there is a documentary called The Million Dollar Duck. It came out in 2016 and it is a documentary about the competition. 
Well, that brings us to the end of another fruitful episode of What's On Your Feed. <laughs> Honestly, I hype us up too much, Rhodes, but you know what? Who's, if, if you can't hype yourself up, how the hell are you going to hype someone else Somebody up? Somebody else up, <laughs> yes. Where can people find us? We are on Instagram, What's On Your Feed pod. You can also email us. Why not? Go old school. It's like sending us a letter. Uh, again, it's woyfpod at gmail.com. The links are in the description. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram, though, because that's where we share all the videos and all of the good stuff like that. Yeah, if you want to see some ducks, that's where to find us. Oh, I will definitely <laughs> post uh, some updates about the duck competition. And other than that, make sure you leave us a review, give us five stars and share us with a friend because don't lie, you're sharing TikToks with your friends. Mm -hmm. You need to loop them in on this. Yeah. Like don't gatekeep us, guys. It's just, you know, it's not something to gatekeep. (laughs) No girl bossing and gatekeeping, please. (laughs) Thank you for listening and we hope you listen again. Yes, we'll be back next week. Bye.